Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Should old acquaintance be forgot? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Reviewed Journal. And never brought to mind. I, it's a beer podcast for the discerning and bibus. Should old acquaintance be forgot? I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue, and all blanks and I'm the owner of a failed uh, mistletoe belt buckle factory. My name is Matt Knotts. Hello, Matt Knotts. Merry fucking Christmas. Hey, we made it. We made it. It's the Christmas season. It's the, the holiday season. Us. I know. Zim-dee-doo it's doo and buck-dee-wow. I, I feel like uh, Frank Sinatra is a very lazy singer. Like he's just he's doing the bare minimum of voice modulation and like change in pitch and whatever to call it singing. To me, it always it just sounds like, you know, a kind of drunk dad like, hey, look at that. It's a thing. I'm going to say I'm singing. Yeah, I, I believe that's how that actually came about. That's why all dads sing like that. It's the. The, the Sinatra method. Right. So it, it, it's, yeah, you, you're, you're at that point, it would be your grandfather would stand there with his Manhattan leaned up against the wall and zip D wow. There's the tree. <laughs> I'll be lit up till I'm 103. It's like, Oh God. Get back in the kitchen or I'll give you a black eye. Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I can't help it. Those are just Frank Sinatra's lyrics. That's fair. That's yeah. Yeah, the the founder of horrorcore is Frank Sinatra. <laughs> it's a it's a straight line from Frank Sinatra to Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Frank Sinatra grave dig is Eminem. That's that's the line. <laughs> uh so it. Uh, just like your own family Christmas, uh, we, we like to start off with talk of spousal abuse. Um, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Christmas. <laughs> what the fuck is this intro? Uh, maybe it's because um, your boy's done goofed once again. Um, it's true. You know what? We, we waited too 
we waited too long. Um, I, I went to Wegmans last night uh, to pick up the Sam Adams uh, winter pack um, and they were sold out. And Whoa. yeah, this was the th- second idea because initially it was going to be I was going to go and get us some BCBS and uh, try some Bourbon County stouts for our Christmas show. You know, just like Christmas Day, you enjoy having a nice hefty stout. Um, I didn't make it, so we didn't get any of that. And then McKenneth went last night to get the Sam Adams. Didn't get any of that. So tonight, what are we doing? Um, I don't know. I mean, you've been talking about that non-alcoholic brew dog. Um, That's right. I guess, you know. Tonight, we're going to do the 12 non-alcoholic beers of Christmas. Uh, we've got Brewdog, we've got Klaus Toller, we've got Jenny N.A. Come, they taught me about a pum pum. A newborn king to see about a pum pum. I know that voice. Peace on earth, can it be? Is that it's it's fucking it's Dieter and Werner Herzog. Uh, it's Dieter and Werner Herzog doing Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Uh, hi. Those are the, the the two hippest Germans I know. Uh, hello, Matt and, and McKenneth. It is I, Dieter von Frühlebogenstein. And it is me, uh, Werner Herzog, and we have heard about the problems that you are having. We were each outside your houses caroling. And we heard you talking about the predicament that you found yourselves in this Christmas. So, Werner, we've had this conversation about you sitting outside of our houses, just kind of surveilling us. Um, Yes, well, I have a lot of time on my hands ever since I got to where they are filming The Mandalorian Season 3. And they told me, Werner, your your character was spoiler alert. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so Werner what, 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 spoiler. Was, what was the spoiler the spoiler was that my character was killed off at the end of season one yeah that and, wasn't even like a real loose end I mean that was pretty much on screen I'm not sure how you missed that and so much like my sequel to Bad Lieutenant my presence was neither appreciated nor welcome there's a small group of people that appreciate both of those things. And I count myself in both of those groups. I'm happy to see you back on the show, Werner. I'm a little disconcerted that you're just sitting outside of, of McKenna's window. Well, um, I've, I was also drinking with my new friend, Dieter. Yes, I was also outside your houses and I was drinking and I was thinking about how you don't have any beers. And so now I have brought some beers with you and also Werner Herzog. That was mighty... Uh, that was a thing you did, Dieter, and I, I appreciate you for doing it. Um, the The... Hmm... So, so you don't, do you want to stay with us and enjoy a, a, a non-alcoholic beer? I've got the Klaus Toller. You, you like the Klaus Toller or the Bitburger? Oh, is that why Klaus Klinski? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's the Bitburger featuring Klaus Klinski. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so Dieter, uh, 
okay, I'm not going to be so quick to invite you to sit around here. Uh, what what did you bring us, and how soon can you leave? Uh, I'm perfectly fine with it because he's not in my house. Well, this is the thing. Okay, so I, I don't need these two morose motherfuckers in my house any longer than necessary. That is no way to talk to your biggest fans. Okay, I, I, I apologize. Uh, I've never been in. I've never been in the same room as Dieter. I feel like does he smell like juniper berries? Um, he I, smells I, like he smells like wart. Ah, okay, all right. And Werner, I feel like probably smells very nice. Werner's probably like a. Oh yes, I'm incredibly rich. Yeah, that's. I smell like fine Corinthian leathers. Did you tan the leathers yourself? Is that why we're talking about this? Yes, there were some of those extras uh, from uh, that one movie I made. So the beers. Um, yes, the beers. Uh, we have brought you a couple of your local flavors. Uh, the first one that we are bringing is the case's Christmas ale by your very German-sounding Rohrbox. I like the sound of that one. Rarbox. <laughs> oh, you really got a hold of that one. Uh, and then the other one that we have brought is by your... Uh, local brewery, Young Lion, and it is a cranberry Berliner, which we are also very happy about because it is two things that are American but sound like the German. Yeah, that was uh, that was well chosen. That I, I appreciate that you went with the theme there of uh, things that came from Rochester but sound very Germanic. <laughs> Every once in a while. Life hands you a happy little accident. <laughs> well, thank you, boys. It's, it's a pleasure to see you again, especially in this festive time of year. It's, um, I appreciate that there are only really three, three people in this world that, that can come into a house uninvited without a COVID test and spread cheer. And it's Santa Claus. Oh yes, we are very we are very fond of the Saint Claus, uh, but don't make me say anything about fr- the the Krampus. He's very scary. I'm a little nervous because I feel like the Krampus maybe supplied one of these two beers. Uh, uh, away! <sighs> yes, uh, we have to continue caroling and. We don't want to hold you up any longer, so uh, we are bailing on the bit, and we will see you next time. Do you know what really creeps me out when they leave? That they turn into ghosts, and Werner Herzog, at least, is not dead to the best of my knowledge. But the way they do that, though, I mean, Santa does it. He puts his finger next to his nose. They just reach out and stick their fingers up each other's noses? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just transfer it and go off it's, <coughs> it's very strange it's very intense and slightly erotic yeah um, well slightly mm, i don't know well hey we've got beers now 
we should drink them. That's a great idea. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack this one open. Let Let's start with that Casey's Christmas Ale. Let's, let's uh, do. Let's ASMR this here. Oh, and now I'm cutting your hair. Snip, 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 snip. Yeah. Like ASMR is a sex thing, right? Have, have we mean, talked about this? I, probably. Okay. I've never spent much time with it. I mean, great if you like it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really like people whispering. It actually like kind of hate it. It always makes me think they're talking about me, which is just my own paranoia. Well, yes, they're exactly. Um, so Casey's Christmas ale takes its name from the founder's daughter, Casey, who was a brown ale flavored with whiskey. That's weird. Coffee. She was a, she that's was a brown a, ale. That's a very weird. <coughs> takes its name from the founder's daughter, Casey, a brown ale flavored with cherries it boasts chocolate and coffee flavors, balanced by the crisp zest of hops. I mean, is there a period in there, like between those two separate thoughts? Not as far as I can see. Okay, fair enough. It's it's a bit of a low light situation in here, but it's a bit of a run on. So I can only assume that the founder, um, Casey, his progeny is just a brown ale, um, which is fine. Uh, Finishing with the semi-tart cherry taste, it's a delicious and unexpected seasonal ale. It's 1.4.5 ABV. Ale with natural flavors. Keep cold. Brewed on uh, Railroad Street, Rochester, New York, United States, Planet Earth. 14606. I don't know. I made up a zip code. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's outside of Spencerport. That used to be my, my zip code. Um, oh, okay. I'm like, wait, what? Why do you just know the Rochester? <laughs> why do you know the Gra zip codes? It's it's adjacent to 14559, which is actually Spencerport. Gotcha. So what do you think of this one, Matt? Zip code talk with Matt McKenna. <laughs> now, it's very interesting. Uh, did you know that the original zip code for New York City was 000? Two, three. Um, <clears throat> what what do we think of this beer? Plus four, pros or cons. Um, it smells a bit like cherry cough syrup to me. Not going to disagree with you there. It's 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 kind of bright uh, to me. Like it, it, I, I take a sip of that and I think bright. Yeah, I. Um, it's very light mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it's crisp. It's got a lot of cherry to it. That yeah, I'm picking that up more now after the second, or third, fourth sip. Um, there's also like a lot of, uh, you know, sort of toasty, biscuity, malty stuff. Yeah, if I'm honest, I kind of want more of that. Yeah, of the malty, more malt, less cherry. I want it to be, here's what I really want, because I feel like it's right next to it. Yeah, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. What I want, what I really, really want. You want to, okay, no, it's it's enough. It's a Queen Anne chocolate covered cherry kind of thing. Okay. That's that's the, that's when I take a sip of this, that's like what I want is, is drugstore chocolate covered cherry. 
I feel like it's about a hair away from that. Um, this to me tastes like um, like a Highland Lager that had some cherry juice added to it. Fair enough. Which I'm not mad at. No, it's it's not bad. Um, I mean, you know, especially for a beer that was given to us by two strange Germans for free. Um, can't really go wrong. Um, it, it it's it's not one note really. It it's no. sort of two note. Um, there's the cherry and then the sort of lagery thing going on. Um, it, it's not necessarily like right up my street. Uh, but if somebody handed me one of these, I wouldn't be like, eh, can I just have a Coke? Like it, it's fine. I don't hate it. This is a good beer to give your aunt when she asks you why you like craft beer. Huh? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, seeing ants at Christmas, uh, what, what are your plans, uh, today? Matt, <laughs> now it's funny the, you should. Yeah, funny you should ask. We're actually watching ants. Um, we'll be throwing that on TV. It's our Christmas tradition. We enjoy watching ants, the uh, animated film starring Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's one of our, our Christmas things that we really enjoy. Now, is that does that take place at Christmas time? Not in the least. No, it's I think somewhere in the middle of the summertime. How did this become a Christmas tradition? Um, it's, uh, well, you know, when you think Christmas, you think uh, Sly Stallone and you think Woody Allen and you think of, you know, anthropomorphic uh, insects, don't you? Can't say that I do. I mean, uh, I think of It's a Wonderful Life and, and Die Hard and, you know, a bunch of other stuff. But I don't know. Uh, the last few years, we... Uh, we we go bowling in Webster uh, on Christmas Eve, and then everybody comes over to my house and we have snacks and stuff. Um, and then you know Christmas Day we we spend all day shuttling ourselves around the Greater Rochester area uh, to the different houses. Uh, you know my my parents' house, my mother in law's house. And I got to say this year, uh, not being able to, to do all that, eh, I, I'm so sad that I, I won't be carting two kids, uh, around all day. I agree. And you know, what's more ants is a N T Z and that Z is unexpected. And I feel like that's the story of Christmas. So, uh, is, is your, your premise right now, your, um, is, is this how you're checking to see if the dough of your joke is, is, uh, is ready to go because you've been kneading it and, and stretching it so much you're doing the window pane test. (laughs) Man, those joke, those joke glutens are forming. Oh, so so no more ants. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. It could be a wonderful <laughs> yeah. movie. You want to know what? I haven't either. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> not not at all. Yeah. Um. No, the whole thing was yeah. It was a beer you give your aunt, and then 
Yeah, that was I came off the back of that and made that our Christmas tradition ants. Uh, and this is behind the joke with Matt Knotts. You know, at a certain point, Matt was just like he started taking it too far. And uh, that that joke, that entire section of this episode was in in black and white. Uh, by the way, if this was our behind the music, behind the music, uh, Jesus, it, it was reenacted by, by two people who are just slightly better looking than we are. Cause they actually went through central casting. Right. I got to say though, that was very good, Matt. You had me going the entire time. So what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck do you actually do for Christmas that you're not going to do this year because of coronavirus? Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. That was great. Um, well, ordinarily we'd go over to my uncle's house for, for Christmas Eve and we'd, we'd hang out with my mom's side of the family. And then Christmas Day, we'd go over to my parents' house and hang out there and have some roast pork and sauerkraut to uh, continue the, the string of Germanic stuff for today. Um, that is legit. We do actually have roast pork and sauerkraut, and usually some beer. Um, that's usually where we'll crack open the BCBS if we found it. Um you know, just kind of enjoy each other's company. This year, I don't know what we're doing. We're still trying to figure it out. Huh. Well, you've got plenty of time. Yeah, I mean, it's mere minutes yep. before the big big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, I talked to my parents uh, recently, and everybody's just sort of decided that, you know, my parents are going, we, we all brought the presents over to my parents' house and dropped them off. They're going to, you know, go see, or yeah, they're going to go to like my brother's uh, place in Canandaigua, uh, my, my sister's place in Gates, and then in my house uh, over here. And, um, you know, that that's basically going to be it for that side of the family. So, you know, other than like, you know, seeing everybody, which... Uh, you know, sucks that that's not going to happen. Like, you know, there, we did some fun stuff. Like, you ever see the, like the Saran wrap ball? We started doing that the last couple of years. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, it's it's got to be hard to do between three different houses this year, though. It's yeah. a lot of driving for somebody. Yeah. Well, you know what I, you could do, though? What's that? You get a lot of Saran wrap and you could just roll it down the street between each other's houses. This is true. But you need a lot. You would need a a lot, yeah. Almost more than would be worth it. Good gravy. Was was that a bit of underdone potato? <laughs> Perhaps a blot of mustard? Wait, was I not on mute? <laughs> no, that was like super fucking loud. It was impressive. <laughs> I heard the whole thing. That makes me nervous because that means my microphone isn't right. Oh. <laughs> so you just wanted to like burp in my face, but I only saw you doing like lion face? Yes. Like it was, was like this was, was 12th grade uh, drama club and you were you were doing warm ups with me. Yeah, that was the bit. Ooh, lion face. I just did lemon face. Oops. Hold on one second. I'm going to check my mic and see. So I'll be right back. Mm stop recording
we continue down the trail of Christmas's past with Casey's Christmas Ale. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I've finished mine. Um, Like I said, it's not a bad beer. Uh, It's not my favorite Rohrbach thing ever. Um, But if you're into their, you know, like like Matt said, if they're if you're into like a Highland Lager, but you want a little something else with it, you know, a little bit of a, a cherry thing going on, give it a shot. It's not not bad. It is a perfectly cromulent Christmas beer. Sure enough. You know what I like as a Christmas beer? What's that? This is going to shock you. The Sierra Nevada Celebration. Oh, really? I, I did see that one last night. It is good. It's worth trying. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we should have done that instead. I'm perfectly happy with what we're working on here. I think. No, this, no, no, uh, no. It sounds like you are. Because, <clears throat> you know, they sell this in a, a, a gift pack this year with two cans and a glass or two glasses. And you can, you know, wrap that up and put it underneath the tree for somebody. And yeah, I'm sure they'd thank you. Why wouldn't they? Everyone um, loves beer glasses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> except, you know, except when it's all you own now. Then your wife is like, I don't think we need any more beer glasses, hon. Specifically, McKenneth. <laughs> like, oh, man, I just got one in the mail. Um, Secret Santa from my wife's uncle, uncle-in-law. Is that a, I don't think that, that a thing? That's a, is that anything? Uh, I don't think that's a thing. Sorry, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but he sent me a couple beers from... Down East Brewing Company in Bloomfield, Connecticut, I want to say it is. Um, one is Ice Cream Man, and it's a Citra IPA. Nice. The other the other one is called Peanut Butter Shot, and that is a peanut butter stout. Um, and it, he sent it with a nice little glass. Nice. So, thank you, John. It's much appreciated. The beers are delicious. Um the peanut butter stout tastes just like a, a nutter butter. Nutter butter. Nutter butter. Um, I actually just saw uh, last night at Wegmans, they had like a uh, a peanut butter stout thing from Big Ditch. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But I've it wasn't Christmassy they, enough. They've got two variants. One's peanut butter and one's marshmallow. Yeah. And I wonder if you could cuvee them and give yourself a fluffer nutter. Fluffer nutter. Fluffer nutter. Made up. Bread basket. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Matt and McKenna through 20 years of Pat and Oswald's material. <laughs> uh, I didn't make it all the way through Ratatouille, so I don't know if there's any quotable bits. Um, otherwise, I would have thrown something in there. Yeah, my favorite line from that movie. I'm a rat in a hat. How about that? <laughs> it's, huh. it's great. No, uh, I'll 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 reenact uh, the scene from King of Queens where he realized he didn't have any lines or direction, <laughs> so he just stood there blankly <laughs> for a whole episode. It's one of my favorite things. He's just ramrod straight the entire time. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I'm a rat in a hat. How about that? Uh, give me a, fla- a failure pile in a sadness bowl. 
I laugh every time catering has that at work. Uh, yeah, I do too. But then I get it. <laughs> they did the zinger got zinged, right? They did something fucky with the corn last time, though. It was Ew. like in a sauce, and it was crunchy, and not in a good way that you would want corn to be crunchy, like say in a popped form. It was just chewy, stale corn or something. I don't know. That sounds gross. It was wretched. They make a uh, potato salad there. Mm -hmm. And they make an interesting choice with that potato salad. And it's this. They dice the potatoes, but they don't bother to cook them. Hmm. Um, So it's basically like. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. (laughs) So if you've ever wondered what it tastes like to to just have a bowl full of six-sided dye, um, just a big spoonful of, of hard, rock hard cubes covered in mayonnaise and and shredded cheese and some bacon look no further than that pasta uh, that potato salad uh, good to know uh i wouldn't eat it anyway because mayo and bacon and bacon and bacon yep so blt has got to be really disappointing for you uh literally the only thing that i want to eat in a blt is the bread I was going to say, it's just a couple slices of toast at that point, eh? Yeah. Which, that's perfectly fine by me. I like toast. Toast is great. You've watched that show, right? Toast of London? It's great. Uh, yeah. No? no I don't know. I, obviously, I love Matt Berry. I think I just like him better when he is working with somebody else. Because I, I kind of bounced off of, uh, I, I definitely bounced off of Toast of London, and I bounced off of Snuffbox. Oh, I love Snuffbox. I, I, I really tried. It's just too weird. See, I'm, I'm a giant Rich Vulture fan, so. I, I, I enjoyed Rich Vulture in it, and I enjoyed Matt Berry in it. I just didn't care for the show. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I tried, I tried very hard. I, I, I gave it the entire series before I decided I didn't care for it as opposed to Toast of London, which I gave three or four episodes. That one episode where he tries to date the, the woman who hoards and he has to climb in through that little hole in the, oh, it's so good. There's funny stuff in it for sure. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I gave Shit's Creek a whole season uh, before I decided that I liked it. Um, huh. Maybe I'll I'll give it another go, but I don't know. Shit's Creek takes a while to to come around. Yeah, that first season is oh, that's a slog. And the thing is, everybody's like oh, Chris Elliott's character is terrible in it. Mm. He's one of the only things I like <laughs> in that first season. Well, for me, it's like. I don't know. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of arrested development. Um, to me, they're, they're kind of similar, uh, shows, but the Bluths are just more charming, uh, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're horrible. Both families are horrible people, but, um, the Bluths are such like overblown caricatures that, uh, you know, it's almost like, oh, look at these idiots. 
Whereas the, the roses are just like shitty people. Yeah. Um, I would agree. That's the thing. Nobody in that first season is incredibly likable except for Stevie. Right. Exactly. Um, and you know, it, it says a lot about Dan Levy's, uh, talent that, you know, he took those same characters and, you know, one season later, you'll, you like care about David a lot. And, um, I don't know for whatever reason, I just never really, uh, I, I feel like Moira didn't grow at all. Um, yeah, I could see that. Well, maybe. And I don't know. I like David a lot. I like David and Stevie. Yeah. Would agree. Yeah. So well said. should we, uh, should we Belly head to the up? bar and, and, and get on with this uh, Young Lion Berliner Weisse? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right. We will be back in just a moment after a word from no one. After a word from Yimmy's Yule Logs. They'll burn forever and ever. Flame retardant Yule Logs. Also cake. And we're back from the bar, uh, which is a cooler sitting next to me. I just had this one sitting out on the desk. Fair enough. Um, we are back with uh, Cranberry Berliner by Young Lion Brewing Company in Canandaigua, New York, courtesy of Werner Herzog and uh, Dieter von Flula-Borgenstein. I feel like this is Werner Herzog's pick to... Uh... To help us through the magic of Christmas here. Did you pour already? Do you want me to read the, the can copy while you do the, the honors? I, I did pour. If you want to read the can copy while I take a sip. All right. Young Lion Brewing Company Cranberry Berliner. It's a 5.6 APV. IBU 51. Or IBU's 15. It's just weirdly typed. SRM 7. Bring on the holidays! Our Cranberry Berliner belongs at every holiday celebration from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. We used rye, parenthetical, instead of the traditional wheat, and parenthetical, and mulling spices to add a little bit of spice to this Berliner. A farmhouse yeast and a little fruit give this quote-unquote sour a wild flavor that we hope you find heartwarming on a cold day. Hmm. All right, you uh, you you drink this thing. It's got a. It's got an odd nose. Hmm. Reese, is that you? I know her. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> How do you feel about this one, Matt? Um, it does put me in the mood for Christmas. Um, because then it wouldn't be tonight when we were recording this and you wouldn't be drinking it. So Christmas, 
always reminds me of going over to, you know, a relative's house and they've always done the house up all nice and they go in and, and they even buy the fancy holiday themed soap um, that they set next to the the sink in the powder room and it's usually cranberry flavor soap um, and it's got a little bit of spice to it and you wash your hands and you're like, hmm, it's Christmas. Yeah. Pour that in your glass and you've got Young Lions Cranberry Berliner. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, it, it's like, I'm not going to lie. I love the cranberry sour part of this. But then you throw in the nutmeg and cinnamon, God knows what else. It's a little weird. Uh, I feel like they're, they're, they're overhandling it a little bit. <laughs> oh, sounds like you're uh, overhandling, overhandling it there, Squirrely Dan. Yeah, just overhandle it a little bit because, who boy. Yeah, so here's the thing. If it were a, a clean cranberry Berliner, a nice, bright, tart cranberry Berliner, I would be all over this. It would be fantastic. The farmhouse yeast and the mulling spices... Oh, hello, Farmhouse Spices. <laughs> you make my burps taste like Big Macs. Um, <laughs> like Big Macs? Dude. Yeah, you know the, the Big Mac sauce and onion? That's That's two things I do not get on a Big Mac. So I just, I, I don't get Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise, dude. I, I can almost guarantee there's somebody out there listening. And if this is you, hi there, friend. Um who's had a, a Big Mac in the recent past, and it's it's uh you know, our demographic probably tends to be in the the mid thirties, early forties. Uh so those things tend to repeat on them a little bit afterward. That's exactly what that just tasted like. Yeah. So um there you go. Smell vision, here we come. Um here's the thing though. I kind of like it. Do what now? I actually like this one. Really? Yeah, I do. It's what fucking bizarre. Fuck? Um, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not rating this like a in the in the fours or the fives or anything. But I'm enjoying it. You've been Reese Witherspoon, friend. Um, it's really fucking weird. It's an odd tasting beer. Like, I, I wouldn't give this to somebody and expect them to like it. <laughs> <laughs> like well, if somebody if somebody tasted this and was like, "Ugh, fucking gross," I would be like, mm, "Yeah, <laughs> not not surprised." Um, but I I like this one. Um, hmm. I don't know why. Hmm. Like. Maybe I'm just focusing on the cranberry or I'm separating out the uh, the spices. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm ugh. I've uh, created the allure in my mind um, and, you know, just separated them into two distinct spots and. Uh, I'm I'm not bouncing off of this. I I'm I'm digging it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm glad you are. Uh, that's 
you know, that's why we try everything. Yeah. Um, this one I am not going to drink any more of. <laughs> um, because I know the way this story ends and it's me in the fetal position in a shower in about three hours. Um, it, listen, and I don't want to ruin my Christmas. I understand. Like you, you don't want to, you don't, this, this is basically like the, uh, the beer equivalent of drinking cranberry juice while sniffing like a, a holiday candle. Um, we're just drinking the holiday candle. Yes. Yeah. Um but I don't know. For for some reason I'm I'm really enjoying it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Good news. <laughs> I don't think I'll buy another four pack of it or anything, but like Well, the great news is you have another can coming. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> so you you can enjoy it one more time, possibly for New Year's. Hey, you know. Whatever it takes. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Uh Get that Big Mac. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, so here's here's what you're going to run into right now, friend. Because it's going to start coming back on you because the acidity is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're tasting now is what you will be tasting for the next 12 hours. Yeah. Oh, boy. Makes that tongue feel kind of fuzzy, huh? Yep. 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 So it's that the on the end of it, you get kind of that barnyard funk. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling that? Yeah, no, there's a, a definite funk. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just assuming that's from whatever like yeasty beasties they were using. Yep. That's yeah. exactly it. That is one that I know my, my, my tummy is not compatible with. Fair. Um, so I hope yours is. Some people can drink them no problem. Yeah. We'll find um, out. I have I have fucked around and yeah, in a few we'll hours it'll be time to find out. Yeah. So my hope for you, my, my Christmas wish. My for, wish for you. For my 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 Guardo Camino, my 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 good friend, my partner in crime. Your Paul is, Bearer. Is that you don't turn into the Bellagio fountains in about three hours. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, I, I, I do that often enough, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, <laughs> you know, like I said, uh, uh, you know, like cinnamon and, and stuff that that's that's very much in my wheelhouse. And so is cranberry juice. They're, they're not two great tastes that I thought would taste great together. But um, I can vouch for that. I like it. Well, I'm glad it's weird as shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I guess this is for me almost like the the beer equivalent of of most people's reaction to Moxie. Um, Ooh, don't do that. No, I'm not saying like anything uh, against Moxie, but like I don't know. Most people are not going to enjoy that. I, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. And it may just be because I was I was bitten once before by something that tasted similar to this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that, you know, that one that one liquor that you drank too much of in college and you can't look at anymore. Sure. It very well might be that. But. Yeah. It looks for all the world like grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of fun because I can't have anything with grapefruit juice in it anymore because I'm on a statin and it'll eat my muscles. Nobody wants to eat your muscles. They come in a bowl with toasty bread and some french fries. It's a stew. (laughs) (laughs) That was the stupidest thing we've ever done on this show. (laughs) That is... (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's a Christmas miracle Blue likes the Cranberry Berliner I do Speaking of it, uh, Christmas miracles um, I, I I don't actually have a segue Let, let's, Great Let's talk about Christmas Christmas media what, What's What's your favorite Christmas media To consume mm, Around this time of year Interesting Hmm. I feel like Die Hard's kind of played out. Sure. I do enjoy it, but I feel yeah. like everybody's like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah we get it. It, um, it is, though. Yeah, no, undeniably. Um, You know what? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Is that a... I've it, not seen it. it that, does that take place at Christmas, I'm assuming? It does. Okay. Um, And if you have not seen it, do yourself a favor. It's excellent. Um, it's Robert Downey Jr. just before Iron Man, gotcha. I believe. It's Val Kilmer. It's Bridget Moynihan. Sure. Shane Black wrote and directed. Um, and it's a really fun, darkly comic noir, all set at Christmas time. Um, just like everything Shane Black ever does, it's set at Christmas. Um, cause yeah, lethal weapon, by the way, Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, bang is one of those that's kind of, it flies under the radar. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I like that one a lot. Um, Christmas music. I, I do enjoy the hives and Cindy Lauper Christmas duel. That's very good. That is a very good one. I thank you for introducing me to that one. The monkeys put a Christmas album out a couple years ago that, is about 50% good. Um, but Michael Nesmith does a song on there called Snowfall, which is kind of an old cowboy, like Texas swing. It's very pretty. Um, yeah, that's it. I try not to get like too super sentimental Christmas time. I kind of like it when it's, you know, fun and candy color, like that Sia song I really, really like. Yeah, uh, Jess likes that one a lot, too. There's there's actually a, a house right around the corner from us um, that has, like, a display that's synced to music. Oh, get out. Yeah. Um, and it's it's three songs. It's uh, Candy Cane Lane, the, the Sia song you're talking about. Um, and then the one that uh, Blake Shelton did with uh, Gwen Stefani, um, You Make It Feel Like Christmas. Sure. You you know what's interesting about Blake Shelton? This might not be interesting. Um, but for the longest time, uh, Kara and I couldn't remember what his name was. So we would just sit on the couch and make up what we thought his names were. Did you ever say, like, Blake Shelton? No. Oh, okay. No, it was always, like, Bunk Wimpley and... and... <laughs> like, Stank... St- Stank Hangman or <laughs> Chuck Kneebaum. Like, 
Yeah. It's great. If you ever <laughs> just look at Blake Shelton and then just call him whatever name you think fits that guy. And it's the most fun you could ever have. Terrence Howard. Well, that's a completely different person. Yeah, but he just kind of looks like a Terrence Howard. Hmm. Interesting. Like on IMDb, you know, like Terrence Howard would be Terrence Howard. And then Blake Shelton would be like Terrence Howard. And then like, you know, in brackets two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think he'd be like Howard Tractor. That would be what I would call. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me let me re- redo that. Three, two. How- Howie Tractor. Howie Tractor. Yeah. If I looked at him, he's like, Howie Tractor. Howie DeWitt. This is Howie DeWitt. Uh, One of my favorite wrestling names. (laughs) It's way up there. Let me take a wild guess as to what his entrance music was. Was it this? It was Crazy Train. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, there's a... um, I don't remember if we've talked about it on the show. There's a wrestler out there named Chuck Taylor. Um, he he named himself that when he was 16, and he's been kicking himself since because he named himself after a shoe. Um, so since then, he's gone through this whole career of just coming up with weird wrestling names. Um, and that's one of the best ones. This is Howie DeWitt. Other good ones, Rick Beanbag. Hardwood Rich, Rick, Rich Mahogany. Hardwood Rich Mahogany. What a great name. It's solid. Yeah. Dick the Hammer Dick. Um, <laughs> Dick I think Dick. my I think my personal favorite is No Gimmicks Needed, Steve the Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so goddamn stupid. So, yeah, there's a whole video of him out there. If you look on YouTube, it's Colt Cabana and Chuck Taylor talk wrestling names. Nice. Yeah. Dick the Hammer Dick. Cool Dad, Don Crenshaw was another good one. Cool Dad. Cool Dad, Don Crenshaw. Cool Dad. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, third song is <laughs> the, the Chipmunk song. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas media, McKenna? Uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, I've got to make sure. Actually, for the longest time, um, I had a very rigid uh, schedule, like plot. I thought that was going to end. Well, you know, that too. Um, <laughs> very rigid, almost turgid. I have a turgid schedule. <laughs> um, Christmas Eve night. Uh, I would watch it's uh, no, I'm sorry. It, it, uh, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol uh, that we talked about last time. Um, it, it's one of my favorite things of all time. It's, it's a great version of that story. Uh, very faithful to the novella. Um, and so that would be like the last thing that I watched on Christmas Eve. I'd go to bed wake up before, you know, everybody else in the house, I'd throw on it's a wonderful life and have a big cry at the end. Um, and then, you know, go down and, uh, open Christmas presents. But, um, you know, 
all that to say, like, It's a Wonderful Life is not only like, you know, my favorite Christmas movie. It's it's my favorite movie. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, you know, in part because it's just a, a great movie. Um, but also it's, you know, like the it's the Twilight Zone episode also. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all that movie needs is Rod Serling to step out at the beginning and the end. And like, you just watched a, you know, two hour long twilight zone episode. Like for your consideration, a man, you know, like, yeah. Um, and and the end of that movie, like I said, you know, it it always never fails to, to give me a big cry at the end. Is you know, it's, it's, you know, the whole story, it's really sad. He's going to kill himself. And then he realizes uh, he wants to live because he's helped so many people. And then all those people help him in return. And I think that's really nice. And uh, that that's what this season is all about. <laughs> doing things for other people, wanting to kill yourself and then not <laughs> doing it. And then they give you money. That's Christmas. <laughs> Uh, Sadly, that scans. That has been my entire adult <laughs> life at Christmas. Um, and then, you know, I, Christmas Day, it's like a fucking um, Christmas story. I, I enjoy that one immensely. I noticed you've got the leg up in the window. That's pretty cool. Yes. Um, that was a, a few years ago when I was still living with my parents. Um, I was just like. Oh, you know, there's a website that that sells the leg lamps. That's pretty cool, huh? It shows up in a box that says Fragile on it. And they were like, oh, that's cool. Do you want one? I'm like, yeah, kind of. And it was like, I don't know, December 22nd. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, next thing I knew, like Christmas Eve, I think it was, it showed up. And like, you know, it was awesome. I've, uh, I don't know, I've had that for probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years. When you saw it, did you go, it's a major award? Oh, of course. I did the whole thing. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's fun now because I've, I've got my own house. Uh, so it, it can go up in the uh, the front window. For some reason, my mom didn't want a light lamp in the front window of her house. Um, so for the first few years, it just sort of chilled in my room all the time. And now it, you know... Uh, most of the year it, it stays in my office. Um, and then from early in November till the last week of December, it's uh, in that front window. And um, how clean are the areas between the toes? It's it's in a, a high heel, Matthew. <laughs> there's there's no toes. Anything's a toe if you try hard enough. Jesus um, Christ. No, I'm not a foot guy. Me either. I almost barfed when somebody put their foot on me once. Ew. Yeah. Gross. It's a gross foot. Not. I'm sorry. Not to yuck anybody's yum. If you're into feet, that's a beautiful thing. No, this foot was disgusting. It was a drummer's foot. It was awful. Oh, fuck that. Um, and music-wise, oh boy, that's that's opening a can of worms. I actually, I really enjoy Christmas music. I'm that weird fucker. Um, like uh. I don't know. Probably my favorite Christmas song is, uh, you know, Darlene Love, uh, Baby, Please Come Home. 
like a lot of my favorite Christmas songs are, are the sad ones. Um, and even though that one sounds like super happy and like, Oh, Christmas, it's a sad song. Please come home. Like, you know, he's not there. He's, she's asking him to come home. Um, you know, which one you should check out this year when you get a chance. What's that? Um, Lee Ving does a version of have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. That is super up your alley. Nice. It is so full of melancholy and like there's a harmonica solo in it that'll break your heart. Did you know that that song's from like, I think it's like Meet Me in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I learned that in an episode of uh, Judge John Hodgman. Um, so Lee Ving, do you know who that dude is? No. You would know him as Mr. Body from the Clue movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he sang for a band called Fear, um, which uh, their big hit was uh, Fuck Christmas, um, (laughs) along with New York's All Right If You Like Saxophones and a bunch of others. They were like really um, antagonistic to pretty much everybody. They have an appearance on Saturday Night Live that got punk rock banned from Saturday Night Live. if you look closely, I think you can see Henry Rollins at like age 17 on the stage up there with him. Nice. Um, <clears throat> but Lee Ving sang for that band and then put out this weird little single a couple years ago. Um, and yeah, it's the best version of it, I think. Nice. It's just an older guy whose voice is just completely ravaged by, you know, cigarettes and booze. And it's just so wistful. It's great. Nice. It's like Leonard Cohen, except without like you know, any sort of, you know, real religious element. it's just, you know, Leonard Cohen without the smarts is really what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's well worth listening to, especially nice. if you like traditional Christmas music. Yeah. And I mean, I like, you know, I, I like a little bit of everything like, um, you know, every year I do a, a Christmas video, like I film it on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. Uh, it's just basically whatever the family's getting up to, um, you know, Christmas, like presents opening and, and whatever we do when we're together. This this year's going to be weird because uh, it'll basically like if I see anybody, it'll be through my front door. Um, but uh, one of my favorite parts of that is like picking the song that it's going to be that year. Um, so I don't know. Th- this might be the first year in. <laughs> I don't know, five years or so where the, the video is only one song long last few years. It's been at least a couple. Um, but, uh, you know, like just, I've got like a playlist of just my Christmas stuff and it's super long. Um, you know, I've, I've already talked uh, previously on the show about how the killers did a Christmas song a year, uh, for like 10 years. Um, before they stopped doing them. I, I like most of those uh, quite a bit. Some of them are like some of my favorites. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, the Darlene Love, ba- uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Um, all I Want for Christmas is You. Um, those are a couple of my favorites just because they're kind of sad if if you think about them. Because there, there is a read of uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. That's like super bleak. It's like, like 
you can read that as like the dude either left or is dead. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you like the real grimdark Christmas songs. I, I mean, I also really like all of those like teenage death songs from the 50s. You know, <laughs> it's like leader of the pack and all that shit. Those are two sides of the same coin, I feel. Exactly. It's part of the reason I also really like the Ravenettes. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, some of their albums I can't really listen to because at least for the, the first few, uh, all of them were like, you know, all of them would be in like on an album. The entire album would be in the same key. So after a while, it all started to sound very, very samey. Um, but uh, yeah, they've got some good teenage death songs. Um, the best... Um, metal Christmas song. Trans-Siberian is, Orchestra. Incorrect. I, it's, I didn't uh, really think so. It's King Diamond with no presents for Christmas. It's excellent. I highly encourage anybody to listen to it. I don't know how well I can get it to work, but I will, I will try to make it work for... yeah that is fun i enjoy that i like metal um i also like i don't know growing up i was a big uh like simon and a lot of simon and garfunkel and, and paul simon were played around the house um you know graceland was real big when i was very little um so uh I don't know even how old it is at this point, but a few years back, Paul Simon put out an album, uh, so beautiful or so what? And there's a song on there called, uh, getting ready for Christmas day that I like a lot. Um, and it, it's really just about like the Christmas season in general and how much it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, but I'll play a little bit of it now and yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, that preview section is a a weird spot to pull from because it doesn't have much Paul Simon in it. I say, yeah, but it sounds like a good tune. Yeah, it's fun. So this kind of leads me to uh, to an interesting thing. This is our, our Christmas gift to our friends for listening to BRJ this year. Indeed. Uh, keep an eye out uh, on the socials. We will have our BRJ Christmas party playlist where we both pick our favorites. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Throw throw those tunes on and, and crack a beer and yeah, 
it'll be fun. I like this idea. I'm glad you just thought of it. <laughs> it's it's Christmas Day. This has already been done for like four days. Yeah. It's a gift to you. I thought of this, you know, when we did the show prep four days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let, let's go with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. So, yeah, I'll set that up as soon as we finish recording. Um, Perfect. <laughs> no, I love this plan. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah. It's going to be kind of uh, Christmas music whiplash because I have like four or five go-to songs that I always put on Christmas playlists. Nice. Um um, yeah. I, I do as well. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to comb through the 200 or so songs in my Christmas playlist and I don't know, boil it down to four or five. Do you have uh, father, father Christmas by the kinks? I don't. That's a goodie. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't even talk about fucking Christmas all over again. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Fine. Ooh. Uh, I wish it was Christmas today. Yeah, that's a goodie. Oh, um, um, somebody just did a new version of that this year. Yeah. I don't remember who, uh, the one that ends up in my uh, playlist is the one that was on, uh, Julian Casablanca's first solo album. Yeah. Well, let me find out who did it this year. Cause we just heard it the other day. Nice. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. Senses fail. Mm. That's who it was. Nice. That means something to, I'm going to guess, three people who listen to the show. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's a goodie. Awesome. <sighs> well, Matt, this is our, our last show of 2020, if I am doing my math correctly. That's right. It started in my living room. It ends socially distant. Um, it's it's the weird melancholy piece of Christmas where you're like, oh, yeah, no, next year will be better. Um, and it will. Do, 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 do. So do, 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 do. enjoy the holidays as best you can. Do, 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 do. Grab a, a beverage from the fridge, whatever it may be. Enjoy whoever you've got around you. You know, take your pants off, maybe your socks. <laughs> take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't leave that out there like that. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can't just throw a slider out and leave it hanging there and not expect me to swing at it. <clears throat> Come out of an upbeat fucking number. I got to talk about a dog dying. Um, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. fucking ponderous. Ponderous, man. Fucking ponderous. Yeah. No, you know, everybody, I, I, I hope that uh, your, your holiday season uh, was as fantastic as could possibly be. Um, you know, like, like we're saying, it, it's our last show of the year uh, of our first year doing the show. Um, just want to sincerely thank everybody. I, I know we just thanked you all like two episodes ago at Thanksgiving, but fuck it. Here we are. 
Yeah, thanks for coming. Whatever. Um, Happy holidays. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, I'm, I am so glad that we got to finish it on this excellent beer. <laughs> uh, they can't all be winners. I just want one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, look for uh, more from us in in the coming year. We're, we're going to, you know, let's just say it. Okay. Uh, we, we've got the stickers. I keep forgetting to give Matt his stickers. I've been dying for those stickers. I know. I got to get you these stickers. Um, I mean, this, this is the thing. I didn't do any Christmas shopping because I knew I was just going to hand out the stickers. <laughs> and now uh, I got no stickers. So there's a lot of people with empty boxes. I, I fucked you again. Um, no. So here, here's here's what we'll say. These are our first batch of stickers. And it's the BRJ logo. You know it. You love it. I love it. Everyone loves it. It's a great logo. If you are listening, go to our Instagram page at Beer Reviewed Journal and suggest a beer to us. If we see what you suggest and we're like, that sounds like a beer that we would drink. And we drink it and we think it's good. We'll give you a sticker. You know what? Even if we don't think it's good, we'll still give you a sticker just because, you know, you tried. Eh, no participation trophies, man. Well, here's the thing, bud. You pick these two. Or <laughs> Dieter and Werner pick these two. Don't, don't you put that sin on me. <laughs> <laughs> don't you put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, so. Yeah. So, okay, fine. If you suggest a beer and we pick it to be on the show, uh, we'll send you a sticker. You can, uh, we'll, we'll reach out and you can give us your address and we won't come to your house and you know, poop on your porch. We'll just send you a sticker. Um, unless you want us to, if that's I mean, something that's you, you know, I'm not going to yuck your gum, you know, whatever. If that's what you want, just send a self-addressed stamped envelope with $20 in it. Yeah, no, like <laughs> that's our proto Patreon is we will sell flaming bags of poo. Yes. If that's what you're into human or animal, we don't, you know, Whatever yeah, your preference, whatever you're up to. Matt has dogs. I have m- myself. <laughs> I have um, odd dog. They'll be very small. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, do it. Do it to it. Go to do the Instagram because the, the Twitter, you know, it, I, I'm we're, we're getting a few more followers, but we've got more on the Instagram. So I pay more attention to that. Um, go to our Instagram. Suggest a beer or fuck it. Go to the Twitter too. whatever. If you suggest a beer and we do it on the show, we'll send you a sticker. It's that simple. Right. And, um, you know, in uh, 2021, uh, we look forward to, you know, hopefully doing one of these in person again at some point. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It is very convenient to get drunk in my own house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. But, uh, you know. I don't know what I was going to say anymore. Um, we'll, we'll keep doing it. But it would be it. nice to do it together again, I think, is the way that was going to end. Sure. Why not? You, you uh, fucking modeling uh, prick, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing it. You keep listening. Um, and and we, we love and respect you. And um, I think that now is as good a time as any to, to end the show before I ramble anymore. 
Yeah. Any any last thoughts uh, as we wrap up our our first year on the airwaves, Matt? It's been a blast. I look forward to doing the show every week, every two weeks, however often we do it. It's just a blast to do it with you, my friend. Um, thank you, everybody who li- listens to these shenanigans. Um, I will do the typical internet thing: rate, review, subscribe on, on your podcast player of choice. Yes. Um, yeah, especially iTunes. Um, because I mean, there you can tell us that we're five stars good, and yeah, you know that that would really help us move up the uh, the things. Maybe get onto like a, a new and noteworthy. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I, we'll find out. We've never gotten enough to know. Yeah. So yeah, we appreciate you. At any rate, uh, we hope you uh, you have a great holiday with your your families and or friends or whoever you happen to be with. Even if you're by yourself, I hope it goes well. We we. Hope we gave you a couple hours to to hang out with somebody. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, as we're wrapping up here, one one last uh, plug for our socials. That's going to be uh, at Beer Reviewed JNL on Twitter, uh, at Beer Reviewed Journal on Instagram. He is at Dreaded Matt on both of those. I'm at McKenneth Blue on both of those. Uh, thanks to Erling for the use of their song "I Feel Good" as the intro and outro of our show. I did it, Matt. You did it. I'm proud of you. All I had to do was write it out. Uh, Professional broadcaster. Yeah, you know, fucking A. Um, so from all of us here at the Beer Reviewed Journal, um, you know what? Just uh, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. And try everything. Even Roush beers. Even Roush beers. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!